hi everyone. Um, we're going to kick back into this series we've been doing on Music Ed Tech for you and Sunday here in Melbourne, beautiful outside, and we thought we'd share some of our reflections from our first week. So uh, we're going to talk about aha moments and what sort of things have been happening for us. So Carol, what's been going on for you this week? Well, Brad, it's it's interesting as we you know come back into the second half of the semester, and um, you know students are faring pretty well with all of the new technology that um, they've had to use to go online. And um, but my ha- aha moment, um, I think, for this entire semester so far has been really go with what you know. And we can't negate our past experiences. It makes up who we are, um, but it also helps us understand how we can troubleshoot situations and how we can move forward. And I think that um, those past experiences can be some of those keys that unlock a challenge for today. So when I was looking at some uh, challenges with technology and how do I, you know, get a lot of students who maybe haven't been uh, having into technology, how do I get them using technology? And just realizing that if I can show them I can use it, and if I can show them why, the, you know, as we always talk about that big, why are you doing this? Uh, what's your purpose? And if they could see that that's legit and um, that it's really helpful and that there's a little bit of fun in there, they, they actually come along to the whole um, the whole purpose behind it. So I think that to me was my aha moment. And I really, in, I, that's, that's the big takeaway. Go with what you know. Cool. But have you got like a, an example there, like something that really just, I suppose, stands out? Is there one situation with a student or one scenario that sort of rings out for you? Well, I think that even just, um, you know, we've been talking about how important community is for students. And it's the same thing in the online space. Community is really important, especially when students are uh, isolated, you know, your staff is isolated. If you're not making those connections, I think that sometimes we can um, really lose some of the focus. But um you know, we, we've been having those weekly um, Zoom room chats with the students, and that's been a really big help. And I think it actually has been one of those low stakes opportunities for students to get to know how to use technology and not feel intimidated by it. So to me, that's been really helpful. Cool. Cool. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm just reflecting myself, and I'm thinking for me, probably it's been around that idea of, you know, I suppose, as you said, trusting yourself, but also for me being adaptive and just if you've got an idea, give it a go and being a little bit um, willing to to move outside perhaps what's, what the system is saying you need to do. And maybe if you've got an idea, whether it's, as you say, doing the Zoom chat outside of classes or whether it's um, sort of using your technology in a different way to come up with something a little bit, you know, a little bit um, outside the box, I suppose. Uh, even if you are using Zoom, playing around with how you use rooms or if you are teaching online playing around with for example um the way that you you pair kids up and maybe pulling in one or two who do need help um and thinking of a creative solution and often you got to do that beforehand and often what you do is i've found you're learning on the fly so you have a go doesn't always work out first time but then usually when you come back into that room next time you're thinking yeah uh, i can give it a go and also i think what you mentioned about um trusting yourself 
it's having that confidence. And I think as tech users, we need to make sure we do have that sort of sense of self-efficacy around what we're doing. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, um, you know, the the idea that students are actually um, finding things useful <laughs> in uh, in amongst, you know, the many, many challenges that they've been having uh, over these last few weeks, be it income, be it uh, or loss of income, be it uh, just um, uncertainty uh, with family members. Oh, it's been such such a difficult time for students as well as staff. But what do you think that for you, what have students found most helpful uh, in regards to technology? Oh, I think one of the, the dangers that we've found, and I think we can see it in what we do, we can be over, not overzealous, but we could be trying to use it not, um, what's the word, not inappropriately or incorrectly, but we just use it too much. So I think having a consistent message or a cons- consistent approach. So for me, I've I've written down here in my notes for today's chat around the, the old KISS principle, but keeping it simple, stupid, we used to say when we are recording, but... So, you know, just uh, making sure when we use video or announcements or using audio, we, um, you know, we have a process, it's clean, everyone knows it's going to go in one space. I think for us having the, um, as online you know, learners, we've had a, an LMS, but having a central uh, repository or umbrella over the top of all our subjects, something for all schools or tertiary institutions to think about it, that's a really good one. But also making sure that... Um, you know, we do archive it, but we do announce when we've done something so that everyone can get access. And I think the beauty of that, it's a bit like the flipped idea we've talked about in one of our podcasts is that um, by putting it up there as an audio or and or video or whatever, it actually allows the students to come in if they've missed uh, or if they, for example, we have some international students who may struggle to understand or fully uh, comprehended in the first instance, they can revisit it. And that's the beauty of having it. So as I said, keeping it really simple um, and not trying to overburden them and not trying to push out stuff everywhere. And I think one of the things we've learned is that a lot of LMS systems don't always have messages go to email. So just as simple as in that Zoom chat you talked about, just having um, the students and making sure they actually have their... Um, your notifications turned on but at the same time in a zoom chat having a protocol whether it's putting your thumb up if you agree or whether it's putting your hand up to talk or whether it's you know it could be a multitude um, just having some simple things so that you can get a clarity all the time yeah, it's kind of like a little bit of that predictability where, um, you know, welcome to the online space and um, there's no there's no floor ceiling or, um, or walls, really. And uh, so how do you help your students get that uh, predictability? The simplicity is is definitely a key for me. Um, I think that what I have tried to to really come across for the students is that you know there's still that aspect of fun that can happen in an online music class that even though you know we're really learning about some pretty um pretty difficult things and you know especially when we're looking at pedagogy and how you teach and and things to consider when you're teaching a lesson and you know um it's really changing that ontological stance for some students as well. Um, Mm. And in that frame, 
you know, there, you need to have that motivation piece. And I think that if students can see that it's um, approachable and that it actually comes across with an understanding that um, that they can use it elsewhere as well, I think that that becomes a really great key for incorporating technology. I think that we have a number of our students that are now using, um, you know, even just video chats with family members and friends. And, you know, we know that there's Zoom rooms between students going on as they create their projects because they've seen that it's successful. And they also have seen Mm -hmm. that um, you can still get that community through the um, that tiny little lens in their web camera uh, coming across. Yeah, and I think, look, I think you're right there. And I think the idea that, you know, I think two things is thinking about it as we prepare to do stuff online, you know, what what's the experience going to be like for the learner? We always say put the student first, but how do they feel as part of that? And if you've got to check in and say, have you got all your devices working? You know, sometimes we've been victim of it. You you start talking or you think you're talking, but they're telling you that you're... Um, your mute's still on or in the case the other night I thought I'd put them into rooms and one of the students told me that I hadn't they were all watching me as I was doing something else that's all part of being being natural and I think also they see you being a real teacher but I think the important thing is we model the both the good hopefully the good and maybe not the bad but the the moments uh, where we're trialing things and they see it as a real real thing yeah you know? absolutely absolutely so as we wrap, wrap up uh, today's um, sessions session I think that um, just highlighting that really go with what you know with your technology and start there and uh, moving forward um, in the use of technology um, we also talked about you know that kiss principle keep it simple and um, how to do that with technology and, and that predictability aspect is really helpful brad were there any other points that we highlighted you want to take away with yeah the other thing that i think we we've talked about is that you know and although we've both had you know a lot of experience in different areas and obviously at times, it's almost like it's gone back into a vault or a filing cabinet, and you have to pull it back out again and use it, and that's a good thing. Um, is don't be afraid to ask for help. Like when you're teaching, you say to kids, "Don't be afraid to ask a question." In our case, often we've asked each other or asked colleagues who have got a knowledge, and often it's just, "Oh yeah, okay, try that." Or if it, I mean, we're all victim of having too many devices maybe plugged in, or we've missed it to check something on our computer, and we're all running different mobile devices or systems we've got to appreciate i think that our kids don't all have the latest toy um so i think that's really important and also they're not feeling what's the word um fearful of asking a question they can say hey listen how do you do this Uh, and i think that's been another thing we can talk about later but the fact we've put our podcasts out we've had people listening to that but also when we've done instructional things instructional videos uh, that's a response to being asked, but also we've asked people as well. Absolutely. Well, I th- hope that our listeners out there have found a few good ideas to take away with them from today's podcast. And um, I know that I'm looking forward to the upcoming Teaching uh, teaching Music Online and Higher Ed Conference coming up here in May 15 and 16. And I know that uh, there's a podcast that highlights that as well. But um, I think that some of these strategies uh, definitely come out in the research. And uh, I'm excited to talk with some of the uh, researchers about this in the Q&A that's going to happen. Yeah, and we'd also encourage you to go to the um, 
musicedtechforyou.com webpage and check out some of these other podcasts we're doing. And again, if you've got anything of interest, um, send us through an email, musicedtechforyou, that's a four and the letter U, at gmail.com, and we'd be uh, looking forward to hearing from you. Take care, everybody. Thanks, Apes.